This is the Ball Talk Pod. Evan Kinsey. Starting now. Good afternoon, and thanks for tuning in to the Ball Talk Pod with Evan Kinsey. On today's show, we welcome Jimmy Canuso from, from Glass Talk on the show. Jimmy, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Let's start the show out by telling us what your blog is about and where my viewers can read you. Alright, so pretty much Glass Talk was a blog that uh, me and my friend Brian, we started about uh, a month ago uh, in early March. Um, so it started out just us. Uh, we're, we're Philly natives. We went to high school back in Philly. Uh, we're both in different states now for college. And we started it mainly um, to be like a, a sports blog. But uh, we do branch out a little, little bit, do some like music reviews and like things like that. Like do uh, I talk about like TV shows and stuff like that. But it is mainly sports and um, pretty much uh, like the tone that we consistently try to keep is kind of like a more like a, a little bit of a comedic approach to sports, but also like a good amount of like a serious approach. Um, I would say like our main inspiration to start it was like was Barstool Sports probably, um, but we're still developing our voice and uh, like the the way that we write our blogs pretty much. And uh, we we've been branching out a little bit, um, so. Now we have uh, this uh, this one guy who's he's a uh, football coach from California, so he 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 uh, he's been writing some blogs for us too, and he has also like a lot of football knowledge that helps a lot with our content. And yeah, so we're trying to get this off the ground, and we're trying to start a podcast in in early June. Well, that sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, My viewers, uh, your blog. All right, so our view, your viewers can reach my blog. Um, so basically, if you go to our Twitter account um, at Glass Talk, um, our blog is right in the bio, and you can just click the link there. Uh, we, if you follow us on Twitter too, uh, at Glass Talk, we always tweet out when we post a new blog. So if if we're on your feed, you'll see us, and you can just click the link of our tweet and and see our latest blog there. Okay, cool. Uh, you're a big Philly fan. Yeah. Uh, lots of excitement going on in the city with the Eagles. Definitely. Villanova winning their respective titles. And the 76ers now being the favorite to come out of these. Hey, even uh, I mean, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Vegas has them as the favorite. I okay, yeah. Not me personally, but Vegas does. Heck, even the Phillies are second in their division. What's the yep. change felt like, and why is Philly owning sports now? Um, I think it's just the, uh, I mean, the new people we brought in. I mean, I think the main thing, in my opinion, that's been changing Philly sports is our coaching. So, I mean, bringing Doug Peterson in was definitely, definitely a big change. And then after we got Carson Wentz, and just like the way that Doug Peterson like changed, changed the way that uh, like his his play calling just kind of elevated elevated our game a lot. Um, and then for the Sixers, one thing I noticed about them is that they're, they're, the, the style of gameplay that they're playing now is, I mean, they're like sharing the ball a lot more. Um, they, they're definitely, it's pretty much night and day 
Um, the Sixers are def- definitely have a different style of gameplay. And if you look at the box score for uh, the Sixers games for like this entire season, pretty much everyone that plays like every game like has points and assists like all across the board. So instead of just being like a like a one man team where just like one person's carrying the entire team, um, we're sharing the ball a lot more. It's a it's a team effort, and I think yeah. So that that that's kind of really elevated our game, Philly. Seven Sixers. <laughs> Got to give Brian Colangelo and Brett Brennan a lot of credit for what they've been. Yeah, definitely. Of course, Sam Hinkie set them up for success starting the process. But the way that Colangelo has been able to add shooters to the roster without much money via the way and picking up vets on solid deals has been nothing but extraordinary. Exactly, yeah. Two high-level role players during the season with uh, Osani Lasova and Marco Bellinelli. Two mm-hmm. shooters, by the way, and signed a proven, uh, proven vet that can shoot the long ball with the best of them in JJ Reddick. And then yeah. got some toughness and some edge with former Celtics forward and center Amir Johnson. Yep. One heck of a job, and if it wasn't for what Daryl Morey has done, he's definitely executive of the year. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I would have to agree with you. I mean, since the uh, well, the quote-unquote process started. I mean, I've, I've pretty much every move that we've made as a franchise has just been a step in the right direction. I mean, getting getting Embiid, getting getting Simmons as the first pick. I think everything we've done is really good. Um, bringing in Fultz last year, um, since, even though he didn't play that much this season, um, I think he still has a lot of potential. Um, I mean, a lot of people are like questioning his shooting ability. Um, I have a lot of belief in him. And but yeah, just pretty much overall, like everything, everything that we've done is just a step in the right direction. And a lot of people are questioning right now whether like we're at the end of the process or there's still like more to come. And honestly, in my opinion, I think that we're at the pinnacle right now. I think this is our time right now. And uh, Joel Embiid has said it um, that we don't need any more people. Our time, like our time, is now to get to the finals. And there's really no reason why we can't go there. Speaking of the team, most people are talking about in Philadelphia as the Sixers, as we've been speaking of, just finished out the first round with a four-one series win over the Miami Heat. And now look to play either the Celtics or Bucks. We have a game seven tomorrow tomorrow night in Boston. This team winning 17 straight games at one point without Embiid for most of them and securing the three seed over LeBron and the Cavs. There is a lot of optimism for this team. With the roster currently available as being as many players that can play now, they are probably the most talented team from top to end with Embiid and Simmons leading the way in the East. What makes this team so special? So I just think that we we have so much depth. I mean, we got guys guys that can shoot the long ball. We got veterans, and I think the most interesting thing about this team this year is that we. I mean, pretty much everyone that gets the most minutes on our team. Uh, I mean, that has like no playoff experience. Like Simmons has no experience. Embiid has no experience. So we're not dealing with like veterans here. We're dealing with rookies coming in and playing at such a high level that you think they've been playing for 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 a decade in the NBA. And yeah, and we just we have so much depth. I mean, Simmons I think is the most impressive in terms of how versatile he is. How he can he has the point guard skills, and he also can he can post up, and he can pretty much do anything on the floor. 
works. Um, and we, we just have, and we have the great role players too. And we just have, I mean, we just have a guy for everything. And but on, on top of that, I think our coaching is by far the best, the best coaching right now of all the teams in the playoffs. And just the, uh, the style of gameplay that we have right now that I think can get us really far in this in the series. I'm going to be honest. I really didn't expect this to happen with Brett Brown as coach. I, yeah. Winning 10 games a few years ago, I feared they were just keeping him because uh, nobody else wanted the job, honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What he's done to transfer the roster, you actually see the San Antonio Spur coming out of him, what he's been with Greg Popovich. Uh, what do you think about um, Brett Brown and how he has transformed the same life? A few years ago, they were nothing. I know you have to give a credit to the players, but what about Brett Brown specifically? Um, well, I mean, Brett Brown specifically, I, I'm stunned how this happened too, like how they went from like uh, they, they went from the seasons that they've had a couple years ago to now winning over 50, 50 games. Um, so I, I'm not really sure specifically what um, Brett Brown has changed, but like specifically, but you can definitely see, as as I said, like the, the, their style, their style of gameplay ha- has definitely changed um, from a couple of years ago. Like when we had the uh, the Michael Carter Williams, like uh, the Thaddeus Young squad, um, the, the definitely definitely was a different team, completely different team. But I also think that the players themselves have had a lot of influence. Um, jo- Joel Embiid, just kind of, uh, and Ben Simmons. Uh, I think I think Brett Brown has really um, kind of centered, centered the team around um, those guys and how they play the game and kind of changing his style of coaching to fit them into the system. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's a lot about like the, the people that the people that we brought in as a franchise and how, how Brett Brown has changed his coaching style around them. Wow. You, you give a shout out to uh, MCW and Daddy Son, but no Furk and Aldemir? Uh, I mean, him too, definitely. <laughs> like seeing him on 2K, I was like, who is this guy? And I have to watch him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I think the big thing with Brett Brown is he empowers the players. Yeah. People thought that um, Simmons, they knew he had the point four potential, but some teams wouldn't have let him play point four. Brett yeah. Brown empowers the players, lets them play the way they want to. And, exactly. Uh, success has been shown. Uh, mm-hmm. Just watching Simmons, in my opinion, he's more like rookie magic. He, he's mixed with rookie magic and rookie LeBron. Not mm-hmm. really much of a jump shooter, but he's not he's not on the level of jump shooting that magic and LeBron came in. At yeah. They weren't good shooters, but you, you had to respect them. I don't. Mm-hmm. The way Simmons is able to dominate the game without a jumper, um, it's just fantastic. I mean, it's a lot like Lonzo, but he's built like a freight train. That's what the difference is. And he can also. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I like. What do you think about Simmons? What's the ceiling for him once he is able to develop a jump shot? Once he's able to develop his jump shot, I mean, honestly, I just don't think, I think his style, his style of play right now, 
is I think that that's like I think that if he if he t- took more jump shots, I mean his style of play would be a little bit different. So I mean obviously yeah, if he developed a better jump shot, that that'd probably be better for him. But the way he can the way he can get he can get to the rim, his passing ability that's what that's what really makes him special. Like his his point guard skills, his pissing up skills, um, adding the jump shot would be uh, you know some good like a good icing on the cake to his abilities. But the way he's playing right now, um, I'm not I'm not really sure what the ceiling would be i mean it'd be it'd be a different ben simmons if he was uh like a three-point shooter so it'd just be like a different player so i'm, I'm not really sure but I, I would definitely i would definitely like to see that and develop his jump shot a lot more in the next few years i don't really want him to turn into like a crazy good shooter i just want him to be yeah respectable uh, shooting about 57 percent from the free throw line as he mm-hmm. gets in the paint, it's not going to cut it, especially for a point guard. Yeah, uh, that is true. But if he is able to consistently knock down the 17, 18-footer, um, something Jewish Randall on my favorite team, the Lakers, has been trying to do, uh, it'll just create so much more opportunities for him because now what you see is the lane is more open. They have to respect him. They can't just take guard him on the left side because he likes to shoot with his right hand. Right hand instead of his left, even though he's left-handed. It'll just open up a lot more lanes for him, and I think it'll help the team. I don't want him to be one of his go-to moves. I think if somebody, it's like DeMarcus Cousins. Now yeah. he's like six threes a game when mm-hmm. the best back to the basket big in the league. I, I, yeah. Boogie's still good, but you don't want to see that what he, the entire time. Uh, yeah. Well, you said you like you've been watching more NFL than NBA. So mm-hmm. uh, this we'll have one more talk about the Sixers. All right. What do you think of the possibility of LeBron joining the Philadelphia 76ers? Yeah, I think it all depends on the outcome of the season. So here's the thing. So I mean, we had there, there's like the uh, dispute between him going to the Lakers and him going to the Sixers. I think. I mean, I think everyone can agree that. I mean, I don't know what you think, but I think the Lakers are kind of off the table now. Um, if he wants to go to a team with with a lot of talent, um, but I don't see LeBron as a, as a ring chase. So if we if we got to the championship, say we got to the championship, and if we somehow won the championship, I don't see LeBron as a ring chaser. He's never really been a ring chaser. Like he wouldn't pull a Kevin Durant. I, I could see Kevin Durant coming to the Sixers, but I wouldn't see LeBron coming to the Sixers um, if we won a championship. I think. I, I I mean I would say um, I'm not sure we'll have to see but I honestly wouldn't be the biggest fan of him coming to the Sixers because I don't think that he would fit in our in our scheme so like he, he you, you see how he's been playing with the Cavs I mean they went into the playoffs I mean the first game you saw LeBron he was kind of lagging and pretty much what he was doing was just kind of just kind of seeing like what other of his teammates uh, would step up and uh, be big components in, in the series but pretty much the Cavs are LeBron's team like he he runs the team um, he puts the team on his back every game and most most Cavs games whether they win or lose depends on how LeBron plays and we've seen that for years and years but if he came to the Sixers I don't know if he'd fit in our schemes um, so the way we've been sharing the ball um, the way how we've been playing uh, as like such, such, a, such a team sport I don't know if, it, if he fits schematically in, into the way we play and I think that I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'd want to see um, our, our style of gameplay like change change drastically if LeBron came to our team. 
said you think the Lakers are off the table. Why do you believe that? Um, I wouldn't say they're off the table. I mean, just in terms of just the, the talent discrepancy um, between because because early in the season when that was being talked about um, the, the Sixers weren't really in playoff contention and kind of the same spot as the Lakers but um, now as we've seen the Sixers are arguably the most talented team in the league I think that there there is a lot better chance that he would he come to the Sixers um, as opposed to the Lakers but I'm not LeBron I have no idea um, where, where his head's at right now um, I I do know that there have been um, multiple sources who said that uh, he actually he tore his his son like toured around some schools uh, near Philly, um, but I don't know I don't know the uh, veritability of of those. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not sure. I wouldn't say it's completely off the table, but I would say it's a lot less likely um, now than it was back when um, this was starting to be talked about. I think that the Lakers hold the advantage of the 76ers for one reason. What's that? It's the market. Uh, Mm -hmm. Philadelphia is a big city, but it's not Los Angeles with with your media. Um, Mm -hmm. There's so many... films and productions made in Los Angeles. That's what LeBron's going to now. He wants to set up for uh, post-basketball. He wants to get um, as much revenue as possible and get his acting career, I believe. Uh, See, I think he's wanting to do Space Jam 2 pretty bad. uh, He's always got to chase Michael. It's a good take. I don't always think that. I don't honestly. I think that it's not the Houston Rockets either. It's the New York Knicks because wow, two reasons. Actually, three reasons. Three solid reasons. One, it's the same level. It's on the same level as Los Angeles um, production-wise. It's the it's probably that in Los Angeles, two biggest cities in the United States. Mm -hmm. It's the uh, mecca of basketball, apparently. Even though they haven't been good since uh, 1999, when they were an eight seed, so yeah. if LeBron can turn the New York Knicks around, he gets a lot of credit for that. Michael didn't do that. He tried to turn the Wizards around, couldn't do it. Um, he also has a young rising star in Kristaps Porzingis. Clap, cap flexibility, possibly the second coming of Gary Payton with Frank Nita like he did, even though I don't believe that. And then yeah. draft pick, uh, who you could try and get Colin Sexton. Uh, and also, LeBron gets to stay in the East, so he can get keep going to the finals, and he does have to place the Warriors in the second or third, a second or third round. That is mm-hmm. for LeBron. He does have to go out West and try and beat him uh, in the conference finals. He can just get to the finals somewhat easily. He still has to go to the Sixers and the Celtics, but it's a easier path in the West. I think it just makes a lot more sense. Me being a Lakers fan, I would entertain the thought of LeBron coming to the Lakers just because I want to make the playoffs. I've I've been diehard since before Kobe's injury, and Watching 13, 14, 14, 15, 15, 16, mm-hmm. just been awful. Going 27 wins, 21 wins, 17 wins. Finally, we have um, some ground to move up. I think next year, regardless if we sign Paul George or LeBron, we're winning at least 45 games. I, it just seems it seems like that's going to happen because I like it. The way Ingram has progressed, 
um, averaging points a game. Alonzo, uh, Magic said in the extra interview, he's going to try and get him to be more aggressive. You've got Kyle Kuzma, who is still a draft, and you got three and D guy. Actually, not three and D, he's more than that, but Josh Hart. Bill uh, Nova guy, by the way. Um, yep. I really like how the Lakers are progressing, and they also have. Um, flat flexibility if they want to re-sign some players, preferably Julius Randle, and then chase a star like LeBron or Paul George. So, um, I just want to see the Lakers get LeBron just for that reason to watch him in the playoffs. But yeah, nobody keeps saying Houston. I don't really see that happening. Because I don't. I don't see that. Yeah, at all. Um, with with I mean. Harden and Chris Paul. I mean, I don't think they they'd have room with for LeBron and and, and their uh and their roster. But I think yeah, with the Lakers, I feel like the um the players in the Lakers. I feel like some of them haven't been like playing or utilized to their to their full potential. I mean, Josh Hart of Villanova was just an amazing one of the best playmakers uh, like I've ever seen in college basketball. And I think if uh, I think if the uh, the young Lakers teams really like. Play to play to the full potential. Um, then that they, they definitely have a really good chance of getting the playoffs. I think without without LeBron, but definitely LeBron would be definitely a good addition to the Lakers. Um, if if the Cavs do end up end up winning the championship this year, I think LeBron will still stay with the Cavs and possibly uh, move maybe after next year. Uh, I'm not sure, but but yeah, I think I think the Lakers do have a, have a lot of young potential there. Well, the thing I see with the Rockets is they don't – everybody says they can clear up the cap, but who's taking a pay cut? They got yeah, I mean, unrestricted free agent, and he's he changed the collective bargaining agreement this year for the over 38 rule, which was 36, so he could get the max contract. And then uh, Clint Capella, who's, argue, who's their third best player for sure and does a whole lot for them, is a restricted free agent. They have to re-sign those guys. Yeah. And fitting LeBron in there, I know Daryl Morey is a genius, and he knows the CBA and contracts better than almost anybody in the league. But I don't think he can fit it in. You got to trade Eric Gordon. You got to trade Ryan Anderson. You got to get rid of PJ Tucker. It's going to plate their bench, and it's just going to be a struggle. And I don't think they can do it. Yep. I have a I have a quick question for you. Okay. Uh, where are you from? Kentucky. Okay, yeah. So, so why are you a Lakers fan? Julius Randle. Got you. I always loved Julius. Uh, Watching with the Cats. And yeah. What? As an eight seed, he took them to the national championship game, and I've always loved Julius for that. So then I started watching. They got Jeremy Lin that year, and Ed Davis, Wesley Johnson. I, I'd always been a Laker fan, but it had made me diehard level when I got. To Got you. So, but it's not going to kill me if they lose Julius this offseason. I've already, mm-hmm. I've become attached to Ju- to the Lakers, not just Julius. And so, I believe in Magic and Rob, and that's where I'm going to stay. Sounds good. Okay. So now, speaking of the Eagles, as most of you know, the Philadelphia Eagles won this year's Super Bowl over Tom Brady and the New England Deflatriots in a thrilling game that came with lots of surprise across national media because the Eagles won without star quarterback Carson Wentz, instead with backup quarterback Nick Foles, who, by the way, is no scrub, has the Eagles franchise, has a record for most uh, touchdowns in a game with seven, I believe. Uh, 
there's a lot of optimism around this Eagles team for next year. Uh, also added former Legion of Boom member Michael Bennett from the Seahawks. Uh, mm-hmm. What is the come of the Eagles this year following their Super Bowl run? So what did you say? What is the come of the Eagles this year following their Super Bowl run? The come? What What do you believe will happen? Okay, so so Carson Wentz tore his ACL in November. That's that's a year long injury. So, I mean, I don't I don't want I don't want to rush the process of him getting back at all. I know there was talk about him being able to come back um, for the start of the season in September, but I think that we should. I think that we should keep him out until like there's no question that he's, that he's good um, until November, and I think that we sh- we should keep Foles. Um, I was kind of worried that there'd be some crazy um, like like trade in the draft last night where we trade up to like the the first round for um, someone, or we we trade up to like the top ten for a team that needed a quarterback, and we trade Nick Foles, but that didn't happen. Um, Nick Foles has expressed interest in staying with the Eagles, so hopefully we keep him um and he'll he'll be um he'll be good for the first the first couple months but i think he should definitely stay um as a backup but how i feel about nick Foles, um he i mean he had a couple good games in the playoffs i mean there's this is it's pretty split on how people um interpret that um, some people think, all right, he, he's a, he's an amazing quarterback. Um, a lot of NFL teams um, are interested in him probably. Um, but I don't think that, um, uh, a couple good games is enough to, to say that he's really the caliber that a lot of people are hoping, hoping up, sorry, hoping up to be, um, the, the Falcons game, the divisional championship, um, he didn't really, he didn't really play that well. Um, but we, we managed to pull it out. Um, obviously he played very well in the NFC championship and the, the championship game, but I do, I do feel like we are in a good position, um, for the fact that we still have, uh, most of our starters on our roster. Uh, we lost Trey Burton. We lost Torrey Smith, which I'm kind of pissed about because we gave him away for Daryl Worley who just got arrested. So that's kind of annoying, but we have most of our starters. I think we're in a good spot. And the fact that we traded out the first round last night, um, for a second and fourth round pick and a 2019, um, pick we're stockpiling up draft picks so that, um, we'll stay. I think we'll be able to stay Super Bowl contenders in the coming years. And I'm not really, I'm not really, really worried about the, the Eagles in the coming years. Uh, trade with the, they traded with the Ravens last night. For yeah, they traded with the Ra- Yeah, the, the Ravens. That's what I'm uh, Yeah. I don't know why you help them, though, because Joe Flacco's about done, and Lamar Jackson, pro- I don't know how you stand on this, but I think he's going to be a phenomenal quarterback. Uh, you just don't help out the Ravens like that. I mean... You don't get that much in return, and just help a team like that. It just kind of shows you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like we gave away that pick, and then a fourth rounder for a second, a second round pick, and then like an earlier fourth round pick. I don't think the deal. I, I wasn't really on board with it at first, and also I, I kind of, I mean, I, I kind of questioned the Ravens pick at first too with Lamar Jackson, I think, but, but now I've been thinking about it. I'm coming around to Lamar Jackson. Um, I think he's definitely, um, he, he has a high ceiling. I think, um, I think he'll take a couple years to be able to be 
uh, well, after Joe Flacco leaves, I think it'll, it'll take a couple of years for him to be able to be like a, a good contender, a good NFL quarterback, uh, starting quarterback for the uh, for the Ravens. But I just I really don't see him as a, a long term franchise quarterback for them. Um, but he's definitely he, he's definitely a work in progress. He's definitely a a project that's going to take uh, a lot of years in the NFL to, to develop his his skill to to make him a more polished passer. Um, he's definitely got the athleticism over some of the other quarterbacks in the draft but all around um i think i think it was right that he was he was a fifth quarterback but um yeah back yeah back to the eagles yeah i, I i'm not really i'm not really on board with with helping helping them out like that um i think that we should have stayed um in the first round and gotten a gotten a running back darius guys from lsu preferably so i think with our with our 52nd pick now i think dice is probably gonna probably gonna go before that which i'm not a, i'm not I don't, I don't really like that but um i'm not i'm not sure though because um some of the um who was it that so yeah the, the seahawks they picked rashad penny as a running back which i i I was baffled by that. I mean, so Sony Michelle was still in the running. Nick Chubb was still in the running. Um, there are so many better running backs that could have taken. So, I mean, t- I mean, and running backs aren't really usually drafted until like the second or third round. So I think we still have a good chance of getting guys, but, um, I, I think that, um, well, I think that will make the right decision with this though. It's got, there's gotta be a good reason. <laughs> Garrett Blunt probably hurt the Eagles a lot. Yeah. But you keep Jay Ajayi, so that's still a good thing. Yeah. They don't they don't really need a running back, but it's something up need. They don't really have many holes in the roster, honestly. Um, yeah. But I just think that – oh, I want to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think of the Eagles losing Vinnie Curry and Torrey Smith, but you added a guy like um, – Michael Bennett. Uh, I'm fine with it. I I think that um, uh, Bennett. I think I think that he was definitely worth losing. Vinny Curry, um, losing Tory Smith, um, will definitely um, lose that uh that that long that long pass game with, with him. Um, but I I don't think I don't think it's too big of a loss. Um, again, I'm kind of annoyed that we we lost the guy that we traded traded Smith for. But I, I'm pretty excited about Bennett. I mean, he's three time pro, pro bowler, um, veteran in the league. So I think I think he'll be able to do great things for us. Speaking of Carson Wentz, uh, of course everyone thinks that Wentz uh, was the reason for success this year. But honestly, like I said, their roster is so deep. Um, just stacked from defense to offense. Added Jay Ajayi uh, during the middle of the season from the Dolphins. That tremendously mm-hmm. helped also. Yeah. And I expect him to be in the running for the Super Bowl again this year. But I'm always going to roll my Dallas Cowboys, even though okay. lost Jace, um, Jason Witt today. Why? Why? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, that hurt. <laughs> Love Romo, Dez, and Witten. And you – all three are gone now. Oh my gosh! But what do you think? Um, what do you think about Jay Ajayi, though? 
What do you think about him and what he can do for the Eagles this year? Um, I think I mean I I honestly love getting JGI. He did he did great things. I mean I think him and Corey Corey Clement um really improved their running game. But honestly, I would I would take um, Legarrette Blunt over him. I kind of wish that we still had him. Um, Legarrette Blunt better in uh, red zone situations can can get the can get the touchdowns when we're when we're close. Um, but but JGI yeah he definitely he definitely did some great things for the team and. And uh, I'm excited to, to have him on the roster for in the coming years. Okay, one last topic for you before we go. What do you make of the draft? I know we talked a little about it earlier. Regarding the Eagles. What do you think about it as a whole? A somewhat shocker of Baker Mayfield going number one. And also yeah. Arnold falling to three. Give us your thoughts on the draft. Okay, I mean – I think there's got to be like a good reason that that's like the Browns something that they see in Baker Mayfield uh, that they they picked him over Sam Donald. I do think that Donald was a more complete uh, quarterback. Um, he's very mobile. Um, he he's really he's a polished passer too. Uh, he can really stick it where it's needed. Um, but Baker Mayfield, I mean, um, he won the Pac-12. Uh, well, Donald won. Or, I'm sorry, he won the Big 12. Uh, Donald won the Pac-12. Um, but Mayfield. Um, um, he led the Pac-12 in, in yards per pass, um, and he had a 69% completion rate. So, I mean, he he's really efficient. I would say he it's argu- arguable that he's more efficient than Donald. Um, so I, I'm not really against the fact that they, they took Baker Mayfield. Um, but I think I think the Jets are going to have – I think he's going to start uh, – I think the Jets are going to have a good use for Donald. I think Donald's going to beat out McCown and, and Bridgewater – and be be a starter early on, be be their franchise quarterback in the future. For the Giants, though, Saquon Barkley. Um, as much as they believe that Eli Manning still has a, a few good years left in him, I I do not believe that. I wouldn't bank on that. I and I think I think it was crazy that they took a running back this this early. Um, yeah, obviously Saquon Barkley, he's a star. He's I mean he's like arguably like the best. Him or Bradley Chubb are arguably like the the best um, the best people in, in this draft class. But I mean, with running backs, I mean only three running backs went in the first round. They still could have gotten a decent running back in the second or third round. And I mean, obviously they are, they are weak at the running back position. Um, they haven't had like a pro pro bowl running back since Tiki Barber, but I really think the Giants should have taken a quarterback here. I think they should have taken, uh, I think they should have taken Donald here. That would have been a much, much better option for them. Um, yeah. What, what do you think about that? I don't know. I think that the reason they picked Baker Mayfield is because they want winning a winning culture for the Browns. They haven't had that in a long time, and I think that Mayfield brings that toughness that they've been lacking for a few years. Uh, yeah. Just having him on the roster gives them um, quickly some edge. They have they have a guy that they know will compete every single game. Uh, coming in as a walk-on in college, he fought his way up to the starting quarterback and number one pick in the draft. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just a winner. Uh, I think he's going to do everything he can to win with the Browns. And I know they said Tyrod Taylor is their starting quarterback day one, but I think Baker Mayfield yeah. uh, will definitely challenge that. But 
the Browns will be very much improved this year. I really like the things they've done. I'm a big fan of Carlos Hyde. If he gets, yeah, he's a top five back in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think Dorsey's made some good moves um, during the offseason. I think Baker Mayfield will be um, a, re- a really good contrib- contribution to that, and uh, uh, he'll complement that really well. Um, but I think, yeah, also for for the top ten picks, I think everything. Everything, everything else was kind of as expected. I think all the teams um, got who they should have gotten. Um, one that I'm concerned about is the uh, the Cardinals. So they traded up. They got Josh Rosen. Um, I think that was the the best possible pick for them. They can't rely on on Bradford being healthy the whole season, obviously. And Glennon's not going to be their QB of the future. But I'm just really concerned, as I'm sure most people are, about you know Rosen's attitude. You know, he's a he's a smart kid. He he's got like insatiable curiosity um you know he's gonna come in and it, depending on his attitude he might come in and you know think he can just change the entire culture like as soon as he comes in kind of like like change the way that uh, uh they, they, they play change like the, the way their offenses run um but i think that he should he, he has to be patient he has to be patient coming in um he has to kind of earn a spot and then when he's a starting quarterback when he's won some games then he can have a he can have a say in the way the offense is run but until that i'm just a little concerned for that pick and also obviously that that interview with him was pretty controversial and he was like nine mistakes were made before me but um but I, i'm but i'm fairly optimistic about it i mean josh rosen he's the most polished passer for a QB in the draft, he's he's definitely a safe pick. Um, kind of like an effortless effortless passer. I think he'll adjust well to the NFL in terms of of his abilities on the field. I think you could argue that Rosen is the most ready quarterback we've selected so far. Uh, yeah, said his arm is phenomenal. It's just so pure. His passing. Um, did you hear his comments on the herd? I know he he said the herd's my favorite podcast, and I yeah, love watching that. Um, but he said that whatever uh, the team that drafts me wants, whether they want me to be like the water boy, the janitor, from day one, I'm going to do that and build a culture. Uh, I just really like that comment, uh, and I think that Rosen will ultimately be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I think another thing that will help him out to start out with, because you know Bradford is going to get injured in like week four. Yeah. In the, um, starting nod. But they, having healthy David Johnson will be phenomenal for him and his development. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I had uh, no tackle for the Cardinals. Uh, Corey Peters on the show. Uh, a couple months ago, and he uh, talked about how David Johnson just is phenomenal and how he can do so much for the offense. Um, yeah. I just really like that. And speaking of the Browns again, I also like that they got Jarvis Landry. One thing I don't like about I like that for the Browns, and I don't like giving uh, Josh Gordon $70 million a year. Do not like that at all, but I yeah. the signing of trading for Jarvis Landry. Um, yeah. Speak, um, I have a few Browns listeners on here. So, uh, what right. do you think about the Browns uh, this season, and what's a, a reasonable win total for them? I think if everything, if if everyone plays to their potential, um, I think. Well, so for their other pick, Denzel Ward, um, great cornerback out of Ohio State. 
I think they should have taken Minka Fitzpatrick here, safety out of Alabama. Um, yeah, Saban said, you know, Saban called Fitzpatrick like one of the smartest players he's ever coached. Um, but I think Denzel Ward will do great things. Obviously, they, they need good cornerbacks and safeties because they're in a division with the Steelers who have arguably the best receiving core in the NFL. So it's definitely an important position for them. Um, I would say a, a reasonable um a reasonable amount of games for them to win. I would say they can get a solid five or six games this season. Um, they got a lot of, they got a lot of talent. I mean, they got that to uh, develop Baker Mayfield's talent. Um, but I think five, five wins is probably five or six is probably a reasonable amount for them. If, if people play to their potential, you said Steelers have the best, one of the best receiving cores. Now, I don't know if they do anymore. Losing Mark Davis Bryant last night. Yeah. Yeah. The Raiders probably have caught him now. Um, with, uh, they traded for Bryant. I'm pretty sure, um, they got Amari Cooper and they signed, Signed, um, Jordy Nelson. So that's pretty good, I think. And then you got Derek uh, Carr as quarterback. I think it's going to be pretty deadly, and they'll be back in the playoffs next year. Yep, for sure. Okay. Well, Jimmy, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm sure our listeners absolutely loved uh, hearing you talk. Uh, we'd love to have you back on sometime. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. It's fun. Thanks again. This has been our interview with Jim Canuso from Glass Talk. Check all of our shows out on our website, www.balltalkpod.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and all of our social media outlets. Thank you.